This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. So excited to be back with you for a all new podcast episode. So let me just tell you, there's going to be some changes going on around here. If you were on my email list, you probably already got a message from me describing what an amazing experience I had with my business mastermind where I get together with 29 other life coaches and we are mentored by an amazing, amazing woman um, named Stacy Smith. And so in our last mastermind session, we all came together and we are discussing this book called Essentialism. We're actually studying the book in applying the principles to our lives. And if you haven't read the book or are not going to read the book, I will give you the Cliff Notes version, but I highly recommend it, especially if you are a person who finds yourself overwhelmed and doing all of the things and never having time for the things that you really value and think are important. Anyways, so my commitment coming out of that mastermind experience was really to keep the main thing to the main thing. And the whole point of the book is how less is more. And when you focus in specifically on the most important thing, your highest level of contribution, then everything else in your life can align with that. You will know the things you need to say no to. You will know the things you need to say yes to. And you reduce the amount of stress and overwhelm and just extraneous stuff that you are a part of. And so as I thought about my business and I thought about this brand that I have built, called Relatable, what I am finding now that I am confident (laughs) that my highest level of contribution is to help women in their marriages, I want to be able to shine that light with like neon signs. And I want there to be no confusion about what it is I do. I want there to be no confusion about how it is I can help. And really at the core of everything that I'm about in this business and everything I'm I'm about in the way that I serve you and my clients is really getting all of us to the place where we love our marriages, where we love the person that we are married to, where we love who we are and how we are showing up in the marriage, where we love the growth and the challenge and the joy and the happiness and all of the things that marriage brings to our lives. And so with that, I am announcing a name change to this podcast 
And it is now going to be called Love Marriage Again. And so after this episode, the next episode you see will be under the title of Love Marriage Again. I think it clearly articulates <laughs> what I am doing here in these conversations with you and all of the other listeners who will now be so much easily able to find the podcast, right? If you're looking for a marriage podcast, Love Marriage Again pops up and you know exactly what it is. You know exactly if it's for you. And I'm super excited about that shift And it helps me to also be just super laser focused on what my mission is, what it is that I step in front of this microphone each week to deliver to you. And so I'm so excited about the next episode. I will give you guys like a little teaser. My husband and I will be doing the next episode together. Yes cheer, applause, turn cartwheels for any of you who are listening who have ever um, experienced my husband and I together doing this work. You know what an amazing experience it is. He brings so much wonderful perspective to our marriage, to me. (laughs) And I know that you as a listener will really enjoy it. This will be an episode that you will want to share with your husband. You will want to listen to with your husband. Um, And it will drop on September 3rd, God willing, (laughs) with no issues, um, which is our anniversary. So we're super excited to be able to just share some of the lessons we've learned as a couple with all of you on that date. Now, in the meantime, let's like get and dive into what it really takes to be in a place of loving your marriage again, right? Because many of you who are listening to this podcast are in a place where you actually don't love your marriage, where you actually are not sure about the future of your marriage. You're not sure about you and your husband. You're not sure about how you will navigate some of the issues that you are confronted with right now. And it seems like the idea of actually loving your marriage again feels very far without um, outside of your reach. The idea of even being madly in love and excited about your husband may also seem really, really far out of reach. And so in preparation for um, the new title of the podcast, although you will find the focus will still be the same, I think I've just put language to what I've been doing. Um, But for today, what I really wanted to do was to share with you five steps to loving your marriage again. And I wanted this episode to just be like so simple. I wanted this episode to feel very conversational, but I also wanted it to challenge you and to stretch you to think differently um, and to see sort of where you are in this process of getting to a place of ultimately loving your marriage again. And so let's just dive in, right? Like, let's talk about what these five steps are. Um, And so the first step to loving your marriage again is to stop trying to change it. I'll say it again. The first step in loving your marriage again is to stop trying to change it. 
Now, as women, I believe that God has gifted us with this amazing attention to our relationships. We place a lot of our value on the success of our relationships. And so whenever we notice that things are not going as well as they could be in our marriage, whenever we notice that we are disconnected, that we're not communicating well, that we feel out of sync with each other, we go on high alert and we're like, danger, danger, warning, warning. We have to do something about this situation right here. And what happens, though, is that the way we approach trying to correct the missteps of the marriage actually come off as criticism, as judgment, as um, discontent to our husband. And we haven't yet mastered all of the time the ability to actually frame things in a positive way. And so in our attempts to make things better, we actually end up waking it worse because we're just highlighting all that's not going well. Like, oh, I feel like we're so disconnected. We're off in our communication. Like we can't get on the same page. We think we're just reporting the news, right? And so we bring that information to our husband and he interprets it in a very different way. And so when we do those things and then we come with our suggestions behind it, why don't we do this? Why don't you do that? I wish you paid attention to me like you did before. I wish we had the connection that we had when we were dating. I wish you would give me flowers. I wish you would take me out, right? That list goes on and on and on. And so in that process of trying to change the dynamics of our relationship, all our husbands receive is that we're trying to change him. That whoever he's being and however he's being is not good enough. And thereby we disapprove. We're rejecting him. And so his motivation to fall in line with the changes that we're recommending are just not happening. That's why you experience a lot of resistance. That why you, that's why you experience times where it feels like he's not trying at all. And that's because in his mind, any attempts, anything that he is trying is just not good enough for you. And so the first step is stop trying to change it because whenever we want to change something, that is an indicator that all we're doing is focusing on what's not working. Whenever you're in a state of just focusing on what's not working, you will never be happy because your brain will deliver to you time and time and time again, just how much it's not working, just how much it needs to actually change. So we've got to just look at it for what it is. Stop trying to make your marriage be something that it's not right now. Doesn't mean that it can't become that in the future. But if right now what you have is what you have, then your first step is to stop trying to change it. It is what it is. Not from some resigned, apathetic, indifferent place, but just like, okay, this is what I have right now. Like, this is what's in my hands right now. And so I'm looking at it with clear eyes, with an honest assessment of what's happening. And this is it, right? This is what I have right now. That's the first step in the first place you want to be where you actually stop trying to change it. Because in your trying to change it, you're just creating more frustration for yourself. 
okay? So getting to the place of where it is what it is. Now, the next step (laughs) will make you chuckle. It made me chuckle. I don't know if it'll make you chuckle, but it made me chuckle um, because I've been in this place and I know that once you accept it for what it is, right? Once you've done step one and you're just like, okay, it is what it is. This is how he is. This is how I am. This is how we are together, right? You look at it for what it is. Then what happens is instead of trying to change it now, right? You actually just hate it, (laughs) right? So the second step is to stop hating it, right? Because once you realize what it is, and you realize that you can't really change it, then our natural human inclination is to just be unhappy with it. Like, well, it is what it is, and I don't like it, right? With all the attitude in the world. And so we have to get to a place where not only do we stop trying to change it and accept it for what it is, but then we decide intentionally to stop hating it because when you're stuck in a place of like this is horrible I am miserable this is like the worst experience I could have ever dreamt up for myself negativity breeds more negativity and so you spiral down and you spiral out into this endless cycle of just misery despair discontentment and unhappiness and so to stop hating your marriage to stop hating the dynamics between you and your husband to stop hating the way that he is showing up and the way you then show up in response to him that is a conscious decision that you have to just decide in your mind I am not going to hate this I am going to make the best of what it is right now. Like, how can I make this easier for myself? How can I make this less painful for myself? How can I use this as a springboard for my growth and to get something out of this situation, even though it's not ideal? And so that is a conscious decision that you have to make, not only in your thinking, but also in your language and also in your action. Because whenever we're thinking we're in a miserable existence in our marriage, our words just reinforce that. Ugh, this is the worst, right? We're so disconnected. We're so unhappy with each other. Again, it feels like you're just reporting the news, just the facts but that never serves you. It never serves you to focus on what you hate. It never serves you to focus on what's not working. It never serves you to focus on all that is going wrong. Even if in that very moment, it's true. And what I want you to see is it is actually just a moment, which is step number three. Realize it's just a phase. Now, I know some of you will hear me say that and you're like, wait a minute, Dr. Siobhan, five years is a phase? Ten years is a phase? We've been in this place since the beginning. I can't tell you how many women I speak to and I ask them, I'm like, well, how long have you been feeling this way? How long has your marriage been going on like this? They're like, since the beginning, we had problems from day one, right? And what I just want to reassure you of 
is it is actually just a phase if you want it to just be a phase. If you are committed to creating something different, then whatever you are experiencing right now is indeed just a phase. And I want you to think about this in terms of your lifespan, right? So I know most of my listeners are, you know, 30, 40s, 50s maybe. And I just want you to imagine that you have an additional 30, 40, 50 years of life. Let's just assume we're all going to live until we're like 80 or 90. And I want you to imagine the rest of your life, the decades in front of you. And I want you to imagine that even these years that you guys have been in this really rough, dark patch in your relationship, I want you to imagine 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, and just think about what will really matter to you at that point in your life. Maybe you'll be thinking about retirement. Maybe you'll be retired. Maybe you'll have grandchildren by then. And I want you to think about what will be the most important aspect of your life. How will you show up to your life when the stress of raising young children is different, when the stress of your job is different, right? Like so many of the things that are realities in our current life will not be realities 20 years down the road. So if your biggest issue with your husband right now is that you guys argue about the children, whether it's parenting decisions or equality in raising them, meaning you're doing all the work and he's not doing the work, whether it's you just managing your own mommy guilt and the stress of having children that need so much from you, that is also just a phase. And so if the dynamics are challenged and stretched because you both are raising young children, know that in 10, 20 years, those children will be on their own, living their own lives, hopefully outside of your home. And so some of the things that you are arguing about, some of the things that are creating stress in your marriage right now just won't be in existence in the future. And so by virtue of that, this is just a phase. It does not have to stay in this place. And I think that is the biggest problem and the biggest issue confronting couples that ultimately divorce is that they feel like their problems are insurmountable and will always be their problems. And I just want to reiterate that even if you and your husband have been in this place for years, it is still just a phase. Maybe it's a very long phase because you guys haven't been addressing it effectively. But it is just a phase. This too shall pass. And I think that's the best news ever. So if you can stop trying to change it, if you can stop hating it, and if you can realize that it's just a phase, then you begin to do what is step number four, which is you start looking for the good. Right. If you know that there's some light at the end of the tunnel, then you start looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. You start looking for like a glimmer of something to hold on to, a shift that happens in you, a conversation that actually went well that normally goes poorly. A moment where you felt like you were connected again. A moment where you weren't arguing 
about something that doesn't even matter. A moment where you noticed some care and love coming from your husband directed towards you. A moment where you're able to control your emotions and practice restraint and not say the first thing that comes out of your mouth. When you see those sort of small glimmers of hope, those like breadcrumbs of progress, then you're moving in the right direction. You're seeing what there is to save in this marriage. You're seeing what could be possible for you in the future. And whenever you have those moments, I really just want you to grab hold of them to grab hold of them, even jot them down. I know for myself, there were points in my marriage where I felt like I just wasn't receiving love from my husband. And again, as I shared before, like we have very different love languages. And so I was looking for his love in his words, in his verbal affirmation. And what I had to constantly remind myself is like, that's not his love language. Like, what if you just looked for his love in other ways and the things he does for you and the way he shows up for your family and how hard he works, how, um, you know, concerned he is about making sure that everybody has what they need, right? If you, Siobhan, this is what I said to myself, if you could just see every time he does that, he's just saying, I love you. You matter. You're a priority to me. Then your life would be so much better. You would have so much less heartache and feeling rejected and feeling hurt because you're looking for the good constantly. And so I want to encourage you this, the same, like whatever you feel is missing in your marriage, start looking for like where it actually is present, but you've just not been aware of it because it's there. If you guys are still married, it is there. There's something good to be identified, to be dug up from the rubble of your last argument. There is still something worth salvaging. There is still something that could blossom into a wonderful, healthy, loving relationship between you and your husband. And then the fifth step. And I think this one might be my favorite. And it is become a force of love. So what I really want to communicate to to you right now is that whatever it is you are wanting in your marriage, you have to become that. So if you want more love between you and your husband, you have to become a force of love. Why did I use the term force? I use the term force because there is no greater power in this world than the power of love, right? God sent his Holy Spirit to abide within us. And God is love, which means that you have the full power of God. You have the full power of love at your disposal, any moment you choose. And just like light can cast out darkness, love can cast out anything negative happening in your marriage. There's nothing that could ever overcome or overtake the power of love. Loving unconditionally, 
loving when it's hard, loving when you feel rejected, loving when you feel abandoned, loving when you feel judged, loving when you feel exhausted and tired and spent from loving, from trying, from putting forth the effort. There is always more love. There is always more power. There is always more strength available to you. You just have to decide to become a force of love. A force, a powerful force that breaks through the resentment, that breaks through the anger, that breaks through the frustration. Only love can do that. Frustration met with more frustration only begets more frustration. But frustration met with love only produces more love. And so that is how you love your marriage again. You stop trying to change it. You decide to stop hating it. You realize this is just a phase. You start looking for the good and you become a force of love. Because when you are a force of love, only love comes back to you. So I hope that this has got you thinking. I want you to just think about where you are in these five steps. Right? Are you trying to change it? Are you stuck in hating it? Are you feeling like it's always going to be this way? Are you unable to look for the good? Are you unable to be a force of love? Like where do you find yourself stuck the most? And I want you to go to work to overcoming that. Because wherever you are in this process is what will always keep you stuck. And so you have to shift your mindset. You have to get the resources and the tools to move you beyond where you are right now so that you can ultimately arrive at where you want to go. Because you did not get married to get divorced. You did not get married to be so unhappy. You did not get married to feel like a roommate with this man that you once adored. And I want you to know that you can love your marriage again. You can love your husband again. You can feel so excited, so giddy, like little teenagers giggling and flirting and just so excited to spend their time with each other. That is absolutely possible for you. Will it take work? Yes. Will it take time? Of course it will. But the time is going to pass anyways. And so you have the choice to either be working actively towards what it is you want or sitting passively receiving what you've been getting. I hope you will choose your future. I hope you will choose your desires. And I hope you will choose to do the work that you need to do to do your part to create a marriage that you absolutely love. And if I can be a direct support for you 
if you want me guiding you, coaching you every single week personally on your issues, your roadblocks, your places where you keep getting stuck, I would love to have a conversation with you. I would love to hear more of what's happening in your specific situation. I would love to be able to share with you my prescription for what it is you would need to do specifically in your marriage. And then we together can decide if it makes sense for us to work together, for me to be your personal coach in guiding you in the way that you want to go with your marriage. So if that is you, feel free to reach out to me. You can schedule a complimentary one-hour call with me to discuss all of these things by going to bit.ly forward slash schedule with Siobhan. B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash schedule with Siobhan. And I'll talk to you there. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week with my husband. In the new title of our podcast, Love Marriage Again. Until then, get on these five steps and start your personal process of loving your own marriage again right now. Talk to you then. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.